I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 11, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot on the docket today. We have a reversal candle on our hands. Now, let's qualify this for a second because there's more than meets the eye. So we have to pick apart the market. We have to analyze exactly what happened, what is happening, and what didn't happen. First off, the horizontal trend line on the screen is exactly one of the areas we discussed last night. It was the gap which actually comes in at 336.95. So today, the market went up past 337, making a high of 337.54 and reversed back down. Now, it didn't reverse back down all at once, but let's keep in mind, today is Turnaround Tuesday. I think we even mentioned it last night. Every single Tuesday, Inside the Numbers members are reminded, first thing in the morning, it is Turnaround Tuesday. What else do we have? So we have a daily chart reversal candle. We're going to look at other charts. We have more evidence of a pending reversal or a reversal that just happened. What have we been saying over the last several days? The first thing we've been saying is we're on the lookout or we're looking for a turn or a top in the market. doesn't have to be a crash. A turn is a corrective move that begins. How much of a corrective move... That'll be determined later. We don't need to know that now. If the market continues down, I'll have targets. What we've also been saying for the last several days is we're looking for signs and signal of a trend change. There are many or a variety of types of signals of a trend change. This is one of them. The rest are taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. However, we're looking for things that come with the sign or signal. For example... We have a reversal candle on the daily chart. You have what's called an outside day. The high and the low of today is outside of the high and the low from yesterday. That in and of itself doesn't really mean anything. But what does mean something is that you closed below the low of yesterday. Not by much, but it is what it is. So it becomes a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It was by 10 cents. What else have we been saying? We've been saying once you identify the sign and signal of a trend change, you can trade against that high. It gives you something to trade against, meaning you know where you're wrong and you're able to lose small and fast if you have to lose at all. Now, I know there were many traders that jumped on the short side today, rightfully so. That's trader's choice. You know what the high is. You saw the reversal coming. These are mainly traders, A, that have experience. B, that have taken the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. What we've also been discussing over the last several days is a reversal will start in a smaller time frame and it will morph into more as time goes on. Case in point, here's an hourly chart and you can see here the hour ending the 1430 hour. In English, that's 2.30 in the afternoon. That was, again, by definition, a reversal candle. You'll see later when we look at the notes from inside the numbers, right upon or shortly thereafter the closing of the hour that put in the reversal candle, 
We identified it as a reversal candle. At the time, you don't know what comes next, but a reversal candle is, by definition, something to trade against. Fair enough. Now, let's be the umpire and let's think about this logically. Yes, they put in a reversal candle. Yes, it was on higher volume, but not a lot of volume, so we did not have widespread institutional participation dumping the market. Puzzle piece on the table. Keep in mind, the market, meaning the daily chart, the SPY or the S&P 500, is still in an uptrend. We just made an attempt at or near the all-time highs. They filled a gap. They're pulling back or have a reaction from that gap. So when you look at it from a few different angles, you get the sense that while on one hand it certainly is bearish and you can trade short the market against the high today, on the other hand, we're still above all the moving averages and technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with the market. So right now, we may still expect more of a pullback, but we're not necessarily expecting a collapse right now could certainly morph into something more. That's fine if it does. Remember, again, we're playing the umpire. I'm making you look at both sides of the coin, both sides of the tape. Remember, look at this candle over here from the 13th of July. I'm sure that at the time, we said that was something of a reversal candle. Maybe they're putting in a lower high. We don't know yet, but it was a possibility at the time. Guess what? The next day makes a lower low, reverses back up, important reversal, and the market never looked back. It was courtesy of Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew. They've done it before. They'll do it again. The market's in an uptrend. We have to recognize that. It's overbought. We have to recognize that. There's no measurement for overbought, but we know, for example, the market was up from the last time it made a trend change on the daily chart. Guess what? This was day 13, one down day since that day. So here it is. Here's a reversal on 724. Now, it was only a two-day pullback. That's not the point. The point was a little pullback and then 12 out of 13 days up right into a gap near, not at, but near the all-time highs. So having a pullback is certainly garden variety behavior whether it morphs into a larger corrective move will yet to be determined looking at both sides of the coin again what did we really do today what did they really do they came back to check in at a former breakout area right so the market breaks up it runs some time off the clock it goes higher comes back to a former breakout area 332 332 should sound familiar. You've heard 332 several times over the last several days. Wake up on Wednesday. Wake up red. They're selling them again. Where are they going? Same spot we talked about last night. Here's the closing price on this candle, 330.03. That's a gap. Doesn't mean they have to stop on a dime, but that's one place they would be heading. Guess what? It corresponds with a big fat round number, 3300 in the ES. 330 in the SPY. They just had a reversal candle. Should they pay a visit to the big fat round number? That's a spot where you're likely to find some buying interest in the heat of the moment. For example, if they were doing that first thing in the morning or at any point in time on any kind of velocity selling, 
And let's say they spiked it through. Where would they spike it to? How about another dollar lower at about 229, give or take? Start getting much below that. There's another gap right here. Closing price, 326.53. And this is the way the market will stair-step its way down if the intention is to continue down. If the intention was to pay a visit or run a test of the former breakout area around 332, turn around and go back in the other direction, so be it. That's not necessarily what some of the charts are indicating. Some other charts are indicating some further southern exploration. Here's a nice reversal candle on the 120-minute chart, and then another down candle after that. Is it enough to run a test of the top end or the top area or zone of this breakout area? We don't know yet, but this is not a chart that says, hey, they're just going to turn around and head back in the other direction. 240 chart. Maybe there'll be a retrace in the morning, or maybe they'll come into the 20-period moving average around 330.17, 330.03 was the gap. 330 is the big fat round number, ES3300. This is why we look around the horn at a multitude of charts. You never know what you're going to find until the chart populates the screen. You're not necessarily looking for something specific, but you're looking for something that speaks back to you. Puzzle piece on the table. Let's take a detour. We'll take a look at inside the numbers. We'll look at the commentary. We'll look at stocks on the move. And then we'll get back to other markets and pick apart the charts. It was turnaround Tuesday. It was wake up green early on. And this is way early. Will they do it today? Will they fail? We don't know. It's an awareness stuff. It's just early commentary moving right along. The overnight high is 33.79 even. They can run a test up there. We know that. That's common, normal garden variety stuff. What if they drop them? Where's the spot? Around 33.64 to 33.59. About a five-point spread, roughly 50 cents in the SPY. Noted here, 336 to 336.40. Keep in mind, these are the early thoughts. This is before the opening bell. It's important to show up in uniform. You need to have both sides of the market understood before they hit the bell. Is there a trade if they spike them up? Is there a trade if they drop them through the floor? Is it a shakeout operation? All those things have to be an awareness and known before the opening bell. You know the routine. Everything right of the vertical is today's activity. Five-minute chart's pretty ugly at the end of the day. We'll get to that later. Well, we already got to that anyway. 336.40 was the top end of that zone. The low in this candle ending at 9.40 a.m. was 336.37. Just minutes later, they were at a high of 337.27. How you doing? Know thy numbers. Moving right along. More pre-market stuff. And then the market's open. Remember the gap from last night's video. 336.95. And there it is again. So right out of the chute, you have two numbers not that far apart, but they're both important. We can't control which numbers they are, only whether or not we can identify the numbers. 938, it's official. Traders should be taking profit, at least in part, on any of the three gold stocks on the board. We'll get to stocks on the move later. That was just a wet your whistle scenario. Moving right along. As the morning unfolds, we have more numbers. 337 was important. 
what I urge you to do is read the commentary, go back to the charts, double check the work, see what happened. See if the numbers would be valuable to you if you're actively trading in the market during the trading day. What you can do is just pause the video as I scroll around, take the time to glance over at the charts and see what happened. In the middle of the day, the market got quiet before it woke up again in the afternoon and had the sell-off. But here are the notes. Go ahead and double-check the work. You'll see in the notes, they're bullish, they're bullish, they're bullish until all of a sudden they roll over. By the way, what you'll notice also in the notes is below that zone, which was 336 to 336.40, was a gap that was also noted in the notes, and the gap was 335.55, and you'll see here the low is 335.54, nice bounce away there. So we've also identified that. If you were reading along, painting by the numbers, then you saw that as well. And that one was worth pointing out. You have to be on top of everything. Let's run out the clock from the end of the day. Here we go. Turn around Tuesday. See you in tonight's video. You know what happens in the last hour of trading. Something else was going on and anything goes. So we know what the something else was, meaning it's not bullish anymore. How about stocks on the move? And by the way, before we get to this, let me reiterate something that I did mention a few days ago. While we're talking about the fact that we're looking for signs and signal of a trend change, while the market's bullish, there's no reason to be bearish until they give you a reason to be bearish. That's learning patience with the market. It's not easy. We also said you don't have to be the first participant to the party. All you have to be is there when everybody's having a good time, meaning if you're short the market and the market's dropping, everybody's making money. If you didn't get in at the top, meaning you didn't short the market at the last possible tick, so be it. You can't catch every top and catch every bottom. Don't try. Here's a laundry list from this morning. Six stocks on the board. You see the first three, KLZM, NEM, hit their price objectives. BBBY did not. AU did. And Goose opened below the number. It jumped the first target. We'll take a look at that chart for a second anyway. First one on the board, Kirkland Lake Gold. Now, let's have an understanding of something. Gold was absolutely getting smoked. Here's the daily chart of gold. That's today. That's what makes these type of stocks, stocks on the move today because they're in motion because they're tied to gold. So this one, KL getting a haircut at the open. Two numbers on the board, bright and early, 48, 28, 47, 69. Split the difference if you're painting by the numbers and your average entry is just short of $48. So what happened? Over here, just minutes later, $49.15. So it did the deal. Did it keep going? No. Did it provide profit for traders that understand they should be taking profit along the way? Yes, it did. The takeaway also, while it ate time off the clock, and by the way, what this tells us is there may be another leg down coming in gold. So this one just stuck around for a cup of coffee, but it still had a reaction at the numbers. That's what's supposed to happen. The bonus is when they keep going and they go on the rocket ride. The business is a business of base hits. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. How about Zoom? Similar routine, 234.28 and 231.65 were on the board bright and early. Remember, 
We only want to take trades at our number, not somebody else's number. There were other numbers here where the stock bounced, but I want the trade at the number where I think is the best case for a sustainable bounce. You see what the routine or the deal is here. You average the two. Just minutes later, you're at a high of 238.80, almost 239. It's like a 3% bounce in minutes. That's a great trade. Now, I'll even give you one better. Here's a five-minute chart. The right thing to do on this trade was not take the 234.28, but take the 231.65. Why was that? Well, here the low was 234.45. Here the low was 234.50. Here the low was 235, and it bounced up. What did it do? It made a bearish, flaggish kind of thing going on right above the number. So did we really want to buy that number, or did we want to wait for the second number? I'll let you answer that. Painting by the numbers. This is no different than I would tell you with another stock, another day, and another price category. The rules as laid out in these continuing ed videos are crystal clear. They're absolutely 100% consistent. Newmont Mining never got to the second number, but the first number, 6385, worked out anyway. And these were all rapid workout numbers. 940, the high was 64.94, so it's up a buck. It did the deal at minimum. It's another base hit. Comes down, you pitch the rest, you got half of the trade off the table in the scenario that I lay out all the time. With a profit, you move on to the next trade. That's the worst case scenario. If you can't do that because you're essentially being overtaken with some greed, looking for more, looking for more out of the full position on every trade, and you end up with a very small profit or you end up with a loss on what I would call a winning trade, then it's all about following the rules, painting by the numbers. If you rack up base hit after base hit after base hit after base hit, guess what happens? Your position size grows because your account grows. So the same half position today may have been a full position a few months ago. Once again, how you doing? You have to think about everything. It's running it like a business. A business doesn't grow rapidly for the most part. Some do. Most businesses have steady growth. They may have growth spurts where they grow fast for a period of time. That's fine. But a business that grows rapidly is bound to be a volatile business. You know the saying, steady wins the race. All the gold charts look the same. 2837 on the board bright and early. Spikes it by just a little bit. 2826 was the low. Here's the high, 2930. Almost a buck on a $28 stock in minutes. How you doing? After the fact, the gold stocks came back in. They, for the most part, hung around their numbers but they hung around for a cup of coffee. We'll see what happens. If there's another leg down in gold, you can expect another leg down in the gold stocks. How about Goose? 2281 was the number on the board. The secondary number was 2238. The low in this candle was 2259. And also, by the way, the opening price was 2260. So below the number, they never got to the second. They took off like a bat out of hell. So be it. The takeaway, the numbers work. What about Camp IWM? So Camp IWM was getting a little far from home base. 
And here's our similar candle in the IWM that we saw in the SPY. And it's really the same routine. It's above all the moving averages, in an uptrend, many days up in a row, it's a down day. By the way, for those of you that have taken the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, you'll notice how many days up this was is a little bit different than the SPY. And if you refer back to the course, you might want to uncover something interesting, something valuable, something that you have to keep in the forefront on your mind all the time. Time is more important than price. The IWM chart is a good example of time is more important than price. Wait till you see this. The folks down at the transportation department did a pretty neat trick today. We looked at this chart several times and we talked about the fact that there was a gap that was above current price and here's the gap. We've got a price of 10846 Now, they went a lot higher. They went to 11000 The high was spiking 11000 up to 11078 and change. But what's interesting is they still closed above the weekly gap. Now, it's Tuesday. It's a long week. But we have to watch for where they close the week. Are they going to close the week above the gap? Are they going to close the week below the breakdown candle high or someplace in between, maybe just below the gap? We don't know if they have another couple of hard sell days. They're liable to close below the breakdown candle high. And that'll be interesting because if the transport spike the breakdown candle high, fill the gap, turn back down and close the week below the breakdown candle high, we have no choice but to stamp that as bearish period full stop. While the transports are my second favorite market leading indicator, they are a number one favorite canary in the coal mine. This on the daily chart is a different form of a sign or signal of a trend change. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? What have we been talking about? Couple of things. A, technically, nothing wrong with the market in an uptrend, but B, they're selling when everything else was rising. We looked at the SMH and the Qs, and we've seen red days when other stuff was green. We talked about divergences. It was an awareness type of thing. There was money coming out of the tech space, no doubt about it. Now it's going to be showtime at the 20-period moving average. Look where the S&P 500 is relative to its 20-period moving average. And the Qs were ahead of the power curve, already paying a visit to its 20-period moving average. To me, that's a puzzle piece and it's on the table. We saw distribution from the tech space a couple of days early, meaning a couple of days before the reversal candle in the SPY. They were puzzle pieces and they were on the table. You can see them. The financials, while they still finished up today, you see they were up more. They had somewhat of an intraday reversal. We're not going to call this a reversal of the financials. No way, no how. We're just going to call it a down day. Remember, yesterday they did not fill this gap. Today they filled the gap and they still closed above it. Even though they had an intraday rollover, they still closed above the gap. So we're just going to leave it at that. Getting back below and closing the day back below 25 will be an eyebrow raiser. But the flip side of that is they may be just filling a gap down there. That's why we have to wait for things to go bad below 25. They could just run down, run a test of a former breakout area, happens to be a gap, turn around and go back in the other direction. We don't know that they will or they won't. 
just citing what's there. It's important. It's right around 25, which is kind of an important number in and of itself. Smash Mouth. Pretty bad day for Smash Mouth, down 1.5% or slightly below that. But the flip side is, above the moving average, in an uptrend, technically speaking, nothing wrong. Technically speaking, we had a top in the SMH, and we've had a pullback for a few days. Can we get a pullback into the 20-period moving average for, let's just say, four, five, six, seven days, turn around and go back up again? Absolutely. They did it many, many times in the past. It's an awareness. What's a bigger number in the SMH? For me right now, I would have to say getting below, closing daily below 163 would be a warning signal. Some alarm bells would go off for me below 163. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. Thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.